We've all heard the phrase, the Lord works in mysterious ways. It's a line made popular by the movie, The Blues Brothers. They, they were on a mission from God to save the Catholic orphanage that they were born in. But it's also one of those quotes that's gotten picked up and assumed that it's something that you can find in the Bible. It's, it's right up there with God helps those who help themselves and this too shall pass. God never gives us more than we can handle. None of these can be found in Scripture, actually. We, we think they're in the Bible, but they're not. But there are a couple of possible sources for where we think the Lord works in mysterious ways comes from. So the first is in Isaiah 55. God says, My plans aren't your plans, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my plans higher than your plans. But it's a very different thing to say that God's ways are different than ours than it is to say that God's ways are a mystery. One other possible source is an old hymn called God Moves in a Mysterious Way. And the hymn tells us that the mystery is not in what God is doing, but in the why, the how, and the when God is doing it. See, I don't think what God does is some grand mystery. And I don't think pretending that what God is doing is mysterious does us any good or God really any good. Because God desires for us to participate in what God is doing. And it's hard for us to participate when we don't know what's going on, when we don't know what God is doing. Perhaps it seems like a mystery to us because what God is actually doing is different than what we expect or what we want God to do. The incarnation of God through the birth of Christ is arguably the pinnacle of God's action in the world. While the cross, the resurrection, Christ's ascension, the sending of the Spirit are all incredible acts of God, God entering into humanity by becoming human, in my mind, is on a level all its own. And it stands to reason that God's pinnacle act would be reflective of how God acts in general. So, so think about it this way. Christmas Eve and Easter are the, the pinnacle church services for a congregation, right? So, so what people experience when they come on Christmas and Easter should be reflective to some degree of what they will experience if they come on a regular Sunday. So if that's true and we want to understand how God works in the ordinary and we believe that God wants us to understand that as well, we should be able to look at how God works in the extraordinary and learn from that. And in particular, there are a lot, there's a lot about how God works in the life of Mary that can clarify for us how God works in our lives as well. Scripture tells us that the news of how God planned to act to rescue humanity, to restore our relationship with God and one another, and to bring all of creation under the reign of Christ, that that was met initially with shock and confusion. The angel speaks to Mary and called her, calls her a favored one. In verse 29, Luke writes, She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. No kidding, right? For a teenage girl born into an oppressed people, favored is not an adjective that she might have used for herself. Her vision for her life probably consisted of scratching out an existence, 
of doing what was needed to help her family survive. Managing the household while her husband worked, raising her children with the knowledge of God and a hope for the future where the Jewish people would be free. She would have had no expectation for what the angel said next, that she would give birth to the Son of the Most High, to the heir to David's throne, to the eternal ruler over the house of Jacob. All allusions to the Messiah that people had prayed and waited for, Mary would have had no expectation of this happening in her life. Given her lowly state and that she was not yet married, none of this made any sense. And yet, this is often what God does. Places a calling on our lives that does not make much sense. That goes beyond our understanding of what is possible and beyond our expectations of what our lives will be. So Mary asks a, a pretty obvious question. How is this going to happen? And the angel replies in verse 35, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Oh, okay. Just like that, huh? No, no big deal, Mr. Angel, right? Like, but except to, to show up pregnant, what, no one would have believed that story. They would have assumed something else had gone on. The shame tied up in an unwanted pregnancy in that day would have been massive. It would have been grounds for her fiancé to end their engagement. It would have put Mary and her child at risk for life-threatening poverty and isolation. And even if that didn't happen, even if Joseph would have, would have honored her relationship, the reputation that Mary would have lost, the, the treatment by others she would have faced, the skepticism and judgment, it would have been a lot to bear, and it would not have been the way Mary would have chosen for her life. But God's plans never are the way we would choose. There's so much about my life right now that if I had been the one in charge of it at the outset, I, I wouldn't have chosen certain aspects of my life for myself. There are ways in which getting to this point in life has been far more difficult than if it would have been done, quote-unquote, my way. And yet God's ways are higher than my ways. And while those parts of my life aren't what I would have chosen, I would not trade them now for anything else because I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. Mary says in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. And so Mary submits her life to God, even as the angel's explanation still probably didn't compute. She would watch as God did what God would do in and through her and would wait for the fullness of whatever was to be according to God's plan to manifest in her life and in the world. Advent is a season of watching and waiting. We've talked about how we must be honest about the way the world is and holding on to hope that Jesus will restore it. And in the meantime, that you and I have jobs to do. So we, we are called to love God and serve others through the roles God calls us to play. And that we don't strive to get to God through a road of religion, but that God comes to us in relationship. And we access that relationship by asking God to change our hearts and lives and forgive our sins. What we find is that what God brings to us in that watching and waiting, the calling God places on our lives, comes to us in a similar fashion to what God brought to Mary. God's call can feel confusing and unexpected, and we may feel unqualified or undeserving. We may feel like the thing God is calling us to is too big for us, or 
not what we would want or have chosen for our lives. But God does not work in mysterious ways. God's reasoning may be a mystery. How God will accomplish in us what he desires for us may be a mystery. When all that God calls us to will take place might be a mystery. But what God is doing is actually not a mystery. God is about rescuing humanity, reconciling relationships, and bringing creation under the reign of Christ. That is what God is doing. And whatever God calls you to, it's going to have something to do with that. Now, for Mary, it was giving birth to the Savior of the world. So that's jobs taken. (laughs) That's not going to be your calling. But God is calling you beyond yourself to take part in this work. And while you and I are just as unqualified for this as Mary, this is also how God works. God routinely calls people to do things that they don't feel qualified to do. And just as the angel told Mary that God was honoring her with such a call, it is an honor for us to serve God. In fact, there is no greater honor than to be part of God's mission in the world. You and I have been picked for this time. God has gifted us and desires to deploy those gifts for God's glory and for the good of the world. You are on a mission from God. And the mission is not a mystery because the pinnacle of God's action in the world, the incarnation, God coming in the flesh, God shows us in that how God works. We are called to the unbelievable. We are called to the uncomfortable. We are called to the unconditional surrender of our lives to God. But in the words of that old hymn, And ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The the clouds you so much dread are big with mercy and shall break. In blessings, yea, in blessings, and in blessings on your head. Amen.